Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. Aristophanes is a comic playwright. That means that he's a writer of comedies, and in particular of what were called old comedies in ancient Athens. Old in the sense that they were the ones that first arose out of the satiric plays, and later on new comedy would replace it, but new comedy was a little bit more polished, a little bit more refined, but not quite so funny. And the tale that Aristophanes is going to tell as his contribution is, in fact, a little bit of comedy within the heart of the symposium. He's playing up to his own art, his own skill, and he's going to tell us a story that has, you might say, allegorical significance. But he's actually spelling out for us exactly what what it's supposed to mean. He's telling the other participants, I'm going to relate to you a tale which will reveal to us the true nature of love, the true nature of eros, the true nature of desire. And the story begins with the original state of humankind. Human beings originally, which means that we're not real human beings in the sense of being original human beings. Human beings originally had a different structure to them a more complex structure than we have with our current frames. They had one head, okay, that's similar to us, but they had two faces. And they had four arms and four legs. So I've depicted that here. You know, I'm not an artist, so obviously you're going to have to do a little bit of imagining with this. And they would roll around. You know, they have their four legs and their four hands, and they would they would roll all over the place. And they were quite powerful. As a matter of fact, they got so big for their britches that they started making trouble for the gods themselves. And so Zeus has to figure out what to do. You know, the gods like the fact that they're getting sacrifices from the creatures when the creatures are behaving properly, but these creatures are also causing trouble. He makes reference to a old myth about a giants trying to storm heaven and Zeus, you know, knocking them down with a lightning bolt. There is a kind of original sin in here, not in the Christian sense, and not even in the Aeschylean, Promethean sense, but a different kind of thing. It's for hubris. The uh, original human beings are a little bit too powerful, a little bit too similar to the gods, and so, like I said, they get too big for their britches, and the gods say, we need to take them down a notch. And so how are they going to do that? Well, Zeus comes up with a plan. We'll cut them right down the middle. And then we'll have two creatures, one face, two arms, two legs. They can get around quite well, but they're not going to be so powerful as to cause us trouble. And that way we can get twice as many sacrifices. That's going to work out as a side benefit. And then there's even a discount. Part of the funny thing. If they still won't behave, then we'll tell them we'll split them again and they'll just have to hop around on one foot with one arm and presumably with, you know, maybe one half of a face or something along those lines. Now, you know, things don't work out at, at first because these creatures just go looking for their other half and we'll talk about the meaning of that. And the way that they're split isn't going to work out for them well. So so Zeus has them remade, you might say. He has the neck turned around and the things straightened out. And he has all the excess skin, but also he has the, the gap, the giant chasm within them, covered up with what ends up being our navel. He has them pulled tight, right? And then the question is, well, what are these human beings going to do? 
And we're going to talk about the sexual relations that happen with this in, in the next video, which is talking about the three sexes. But I'll just hit on that here. Aristophanes says, well, you got three different kinds of beings. One kind had both female genitals, one had uh, two sets, actually, and one had two sets of male genitals, and one had one of each. And so when you cut them in half, if it's male and female, so here's a female half, here's a male half. If it's two male uh, organs, then cut them in half, you get two men, right? And, and same thing with two women. Now, what's particularly important about this myth is that each half is desiring unity with its other half. But think about this a little bit now. It's not saying that, you know, the way that we often picture it to ourselves, that we are looking for our soulmate, the one, you know, put in quotes or in capital letters, for us, the one who we think is going to fulfill us. We go around as a single being looking for another single being, and if we have any sort of unity or communion or intimacy, we still think of it as two that somehow become one. What Aristophanes is saying is that, no, they are not simply becoming one, they are being restored to a previous unity. That in a certain sense, none of us are actually complete human beings. That we lost our original nature with that splitting down the middle. Now, of course, this is a story, so it's not meant to be taken completely literally. It's not like, you know, each one of us had a Siamese twin when we were born and, and then the physical process happened where we were cut in half and we're looking for that Siamese twin. This is an allegory, right? But each half desires a unity of the sort that we've talked about with its other half. Now, that doesn't mean that the other half dies, that they're totally out to sea, because they can look for somebody who's like that. So if it's a female, male, original being, and now, you know, the female half, after they're split off, dies, this male half will go around looking for other females that are similar to that female half. It won't be completely happy with that because it's not total unity, but, you know, it's better than, than nothing, right? And same thing, you know, goes for everybody else. Now, what is the main point of all of this? An allegory is a story that tells us about some sort of deeper truth. So what Aristophanes is saying the nature of love really is, and what everybody else has missed, is that it's a desire, not just for sexual union, although sex is one way to put together what has been separated. You know, we, we make jokes about the beast with two backs. In this case, it would, it would literally be putting together the beast that has no back, the, the human being, the fully human. So sex is a way of doing that. But, you know, like Henry Miller has observed, you can't have sex, you know, all day long. You have to do other things. And sex is really just a, a portion of this desire. It's also for intimacy and companionship. He talks about the two halves wanting to, you know, when they find each other, wanting to spend all day with each other. And if you think about what it's like when you become infatuated in what they often call, you know, the honeymoon stage of, of relationships, people don't want to be separated from each other at all because they're so happy about finding their, their this is what Aristophanes would say, they're so happy about finding their, uh, up to that point, missing half that now they can be in total unity with. Unity, not just in romantic terms or sexual terms, but in a living day-to-day -day with each other, a sharing in everything, terms of perspective, terms of communication. 
This is not the, the be-all and end-all of it, though. He says that if Hephaestus, the god of ironworking and smithing and all that sort of stuff, were to show up and ask these lovers, would you really like me to take the both of you and melt you into one? They would realize that that's what they're really desiring. They want a fusion into unity. Why do they want that? Because that's what they originally had, and that's what was lost through this primal transgression that was punished by the gods. So all of these other things that we think are, are you know, of primary importance to us, having sex, spending time with the beloved, all those things are really just shadows of a greater possibility, a greater reality of a unity which would in many respects, fuse the two people into one. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.